The Bible tells us that we're supposed to consider it all joy when we encounter various trials. So today we're going to talk about how to have joy in our trials. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. This episode is going to be really special because we're going to talk about how to consider it all joy, right? Sharon, would you read the scripture that, that really we're starting off with today, James 1, 2 through 4? Sure, Greg. It says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing. I really like that. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Um, it's saying to have joy in our trials, and it's going on to say to have endurance. So we're going to talk a lot about today about how to consider it all joy in the middle of a trial, because that seems really kind of... Like an oxymoron. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it kind of reminds me of when I was a kid. Um, my mom used to say that her favorite toast was burnt toast because <laughs> <laughs> I'd try to make her breakfast, you know, and I'd burn the toast and she'd go, oh, well, that's my favorite, yeah. you know? <laughs> she was being so sweet. But <laughs> so it kind of sounds like James is saying, oh, just, just, that's your favorite it, when you encounter various trials. Just be happy that, that that's your favorite, you know, but that's not actually what he's saying here. No, and, and I know that. It, it seems like uh, that's a religious notion that we're supposed to kind of just buck up, take one for the team, you know, that God wants us to suffer, that, you know, like, and we're just supposed to just take it and smile. Yeah, it, yeah smiling on the outside, crying on the inside, yeah, you yeah. know. That he he doesn't he wants us to deny how we feel about something, but there actually is a deeper truth here that God's trying to get through to us. So James, first of all, tells us to look at adversity and various trials as a joyful situation, and uh, you know there's all there's all kinds of um, examples in the Bible of people choosing how they view something and how their perspective and their perception of a situation determined how how they ended up. And a lot of times, if you just look at the external or natural circumstances of your situation, it can seem quite hopeless or, yeah. or, or sad or, or maybe despair or, you know, there's lots of times where you're looking at, at the facts of what's going on, the external factors, how it looks, how it feels. And you're like, it, it just seems hopeless. It just seems like there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And, and actually, James isn't being sadistic here. But he actually knows something that we can't see in the natural. Mm. He knows that there's something else going on additionally mm -hmm. in the supernatural, in the spiritual, in the spiritual realm. Uh, a great example of this uh, occurred in Numbers 13 through 14 when we see the children of Israel. They've, they've left Egypt. They're going into, into the wilderness. They were there for a, a, a season of just walking around and and learning how to follow the Lord and learning how to listen to Moses as their leader. And they were getting ready to go to the promised land. You know, they were talking about it, I'm sure. You know, but they said, well, hey, before we do that, let's go send some spies over into the land and just to see the lay of the land, see what's going on. So they sent 12 spies over there. Uh, we know two of the names, Joshua and Caleb. Yep. The other 10 are not that memorable for yep. some reason. For some reason, they just made, didn't make it into the book. They didn't make a cut. <laughs> We don't we don't sing songs about the faith of uh, <laughs> about those other guys, but Joshua and Caleb were standouts uh, among their their brethren because of something that they held on to 
through the, through the midst of all this, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. See, they they all twelve of these spies went in there and looked at the cities, looked at the at the people that were there, and uh, how they saw themselves and how they saw God determined what their attitude was. And let me explain that. Um, they even said that they they even called themselves well. That there were two camps. There was the uh, what was called an evil report from the ten spies and a good report from the two spies of Joshua and Caleb. So um, the 10 spies saw themselves as grasshoppers and saw the, the giants in the land, the problems in the land, as predators. And they, they even said they're, they're going to eat us alive. Yeah, They're going to eat our lunch if we go in there right now. Whereas Joshua and Caleb saw the same situation. They were all together. Mm-hmm. They saw the same people. Mm-hmm. They saw the same walls. Yeah, the same, all the same fortifications yeah. and the and and the power stru- and the power and the and the uh, the thing, all the things that were going right for the inhabitants of that land. I mean, they even were carrying clusters of grapes so big mm-hmm. that it took two men to carry a single cluster of grapes because yeah, it was so heavy. Yes, and so Joshua and Caleb saw the same things, but they interpreted it differently. They did, and what they saw was a powerful God that was greater than any of these problems. Mm-hmm. And because they saw who God really was in that situation, they saw themselves differently. They said, surely they will be food for us. So both of these camps saw the same situation, but their understanding of who God is and their lives changed how they saw it. Mm-hmm. So that they, they, they saw it either as, as, um, a predator going to eat them up for lunch, or they saw it as their food. Mm-hmm. They said, this this opportunity is a chance for us to grow. Opportunity for me, yeah. Yes, it, this is an opportunity for God to come up and show up. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is kind of what we're going to be talking a little bit about. So the camp that uh, saw those problems as bigger than their God, they thought that that this problem was the vehicle that was going to overwhelm them and cause them to fail. Yeah. So the, that would be the first group was the, the group that thought that these problems were not surmountable and that they were going to be, uh, they, they were going to perish at, at the hands of these people. Yeah. So it, they, they fell into the group that says, Hey, they're going to eat us. Yeah. Right? They, mm-hmm. they thought that this problem was going to take their life, that this problem was going to take from them, steal from them to destroy their dreams, mm-hmm. to defeat them. And to leave them worse than they were before. Yeah. Now, how many times have we come up to problems in our situations and in our lives? Or the enemy's in your ear, you know, yes. telling you that. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. You know, when a situation happens, he he's right there trying to whisper in our ears, oh, this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. to you. I want you to know that, that the devil's going to be speaking into your ear, telling you this is going to take your life. This is going to, this is going to cost you more than you've got. Yep. This is going to destroy your relationships. This is going to defeat you. This is going to leave you worse than you were before. Yep. That's what the devil's trying to get you to believe. And, and if you do, it's going to rob you of your faith and your ability to overcome. Which is his purpose in the first place. God, I mean, the devil does not want you to experience what God wants for you. For you to have God's best for your life, he wants to steal that from you. And so that's why he's always telling us that God's not going to meet our needs, that God's not going to be there, that God's not going to be faithful, and that and that he will not support us. Yeah, this is the one time he's going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the devil lies to us. So let's contrast that with the second group of people who flipped it around and said that they are our food. Mm-hmm. 
So they saw the problem as a vehicle that God was going to use to bless them. Yeah, to promote them. It wasn't even that they would survive, that they would prosper yes. because of this thing, which is a whole nother thing than just tolerating it and surviving. Yes. It, it, to the whole concept that God actually doesn't, you know, God doesn't do any weak things. God nope. does powerful over the over over above and above and all we can ask or think things. So it was about God God being able to bless them in spite of all of it, and them actually be stronger, more prosperous, more blessed uh, on the other half of it. The other hand, I, the other I, I gotta say that is a, a completely foreign idea to our human understanding. Oh yeah, in the natural, just, in the natural, you no. cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And people that don't know God have no clue or understanding on how that happens. Yeah, I mean, but because you have the spirit of the living God in you, and greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, you get to then turn around, look at these situations, and look at them as vehicles that God is going to use to bless you, to increase you, to help you to mature, to teach you wisdom, to show you his will as you overcome in the midst of it, and to show his goodness and glory through you in this situation. That's so good. Right now. That's right. You know, and, and when you've got that mindset, it, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter what you have to go through. I mean, if you, if, if you remember back in that story in, in Numbers 13 through 14, and we don't have time to read it, but I do recommend that you go back and read through it for yourself just to, to remind yourself and to refresh it and always check when, when you hear teachers or whatever. Um, check what they're saying and, and verify it with the scripture. But as you go through that and read that, what happened was the people of Israel were swayed by the evil report. The, the majority report there of the 10 spies saying, we're going to be overcome, we're going to fail, we're, they're going to eat us for lunch, we're grasshoppers and they're giants. Those people swayed the, the children of Israel. And God was so angry with them that they all had to spend the next 40 years in the wilderness and that, that generation passed away. But, the, but the, their children were able to then move into the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb were also allowed to go into the promised land. Now, there was a 40-year gap there that they had to wait. But they still held on to what belonged to them in Christ. And, or belonged to them as, uh, as they were believing in God's promises over them. They believed that God's promises were stronger than the enemies that they were looking at. Yeah. So... That belief and that faith held them and sustained them to the point where after at the end of 40 years, Caleb said, all right, that's my mountain. I want that mountain. I'm going to take this. And he, he said he was just as strong then as he was 40 years before. Mm-hmm. So he was probably in his 80s, maybe even 90s, 100. And he was just as strong, just as spry, just as able because God was able to sustain him through all that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure he would have rather not have had to wait 40 years. But God was faithful, and he kept his eyes on the Lord, and God sustained him through all that. So, again, there's two groups of people. Those that think the circumstances are going to overcome them, and then there are those that think that God is going to help them to overcome their circumstances and be blessed because of it. So make no mistake, both of these options are definitely available to us. The determining factor is what we believe about God, ourselves, and our problems.
So you talked about uh, about what we believe about God, ourselves, and our problems before the break. So I assume what we believe about God is probably the most important. Yeah. So what what uh, what should we be believing? Well, you know, I think that one of the first things that always comes to mind and, and, and should be for us is to believe that God surely will be with us and help us. You know, Scripture tells us in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I just love that scripture because it's so clear, it's so definite, it's so plain and easy that even I can understand it. <laughs> even a caveman. <laughs> there's no way to there's no way to read that and walk away with any kind of a misunderstanding other than that is his will for me mm-hmm. and it is his it is his proclamation of the goodness of his character and his faithfulness and that he will be there for us. In other words, like he's he's it's a love letter from him to me. And, and, and I can, I can read that and really meditate on it. And man, it just builds me up inside. And, and so when I get in a situation where, um, the enemy's attacking me physically or emotionally or whatever, and, and then the, inevitably the enemy always tries to throw doubt about your relationship with God in there. This scripture really kind of bleaches that white it just absolutely does not allow it to stand because it's impossible to read that scripture out loud and not be edified. That's so true. At the same time, I, I'm, I'm edified just listening to you read it yeah, just then. It's good. It's awesome. It's the power. Let's of read this it word. one more time. <laughs> God says, "Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand." You know what? It makes God happy when we believe that about him. Yes. It, it delights him because it means that we know who he is. Yeah. God is able to overcome all the plans of the enemy and the challenges before us. And that is what he wants you to walk away with in that. Yeah. You know what? It was, it's so funny. Um, when the spies went into the promised land and then came back out, they weren't supposed to be giving a report of what they could do. They were supposed to be giving a report of what God could do. And that's where they missed it. They, they didn't pay attention to, uh, to the request that was made of them. Yeah. So, they, so whenever a problem comes, God's not asking, what are you going to do about it? He's, he's saying, okay, what, what, do you, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. You know, and that's what we need to meditate on. That's what we need to build our faith on. Not what we can do, because honestly, we can't do very much. We, we, we certainly cannot do what we need on a daily basis to be an overcomer, but through Christ and his power that works mightily in us, he's able to work through us and in our situation to uh, fulfill his perfect plan for our lives and, and to bring us into overwhelming victory. First John two thirteen says, I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who has been from the beginning. I'm writing to you young men because you have overcome the evil one. I've written to you children because you know the father. So we know God, and because we know him, we have overcome the evil one. And we, and he's going to stay with us faithful till the end. That's right. Because of Jesus, he's not going to withhold anything from us. No. No. Nothing that we need. It's all it's all available to us. Yes. I want to, to uh, remind you that if there was something that he wouldn't give you when he, when he didn't spare his own son for you, it would mean that that was worth more than what Jesus was worth, and that's impossible. Yeah. 
So he's not going to spare anything else if he didn't spare his own son for you. There's also another thing to think about when you're when you're trying to remember the character of God is um, Psalm 84.11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And because of Jesus, we all walk uprightly now. Mm-hmm. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are counted as righteous before God now because of his sacrifice. You know, Easter's coming up soon, and that's really what that's all about, is Jesus rising from the dead and, and, and being in victory, and then being able to give that victory to us as we receive his sacrifice. Hallelujah. And so thinking that, that, that God does not withhold anything from those who walk uprightly. Now, without Jesus, it's really difficult to walk uprightly. But yeah. because of him, it's really easy. Well, and honestly, we are going to naturally change because our hearts changed because of Jesus. But when God looks at us, the account that he looks at is Jesus's. Yeah. Jesus has already lived his life righteously. So that account now becomes our account. Yeah. It says in uh, 1 Corinthians 5.21 that God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Yes. So that, that, that divine exchange was already made on the cross. Yeah. So, let's, so we've talked about what we believe about God, and that's the foundation of, of having a great mm-hmm. attitude. Everything pivots from there. Yeah, absolutely. So when problems come up, um, in your life. And I'm sure we we can all think about situations in our own lives where something bad has happened and we were like, Oh my word, this is terrible. And then we, later on, we figure out what God shows us that he, that it was actually a good thing. And I turned it around for your good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times that's happened. So what we believe about God is important, but what are we supposed to believe about ourselves? Well, I think this is very important what you bring up about what you believe about yourselves, because it, it's, I've seen a lot of people who go, oh yeah, God, God can do all things and he can, he can help me. And you know, I mean, he, they, they, they're quick to give God all the credit, right? But they don't really have to think about very much about what their role in all this is because we're, we're saved by grace through faith. So we're going to have to play a part in, in our circumstances. And if you think about Joshua and Caleb, played a part mm-hmm. and then they got to reap the results of it all. Yeah. Whereas the other 10, they played their part and didn't. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> they didn't play the bad, <laughs> they didn't play the good part. <laughs> no. So, you know, Romans eight thirty seven says in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. So, you know, Paul wasn't writing about, about, uh, all these things that are fun. He wasn't saying in all these things that are easy. He wasn't saying in all these things that, that require no effort or, or intensity from me. I'm assuming he was talking about things that were difficult and that he had to look to Jesus to help him with. Right. And he, and he did what we were talking about earlier is he didn't look at the natural. Mm -hmm. He looked in the supernatural and James tells us that, that these trials are actually producing faith, which is another word for endurance and patience in our lives. And so it's actually creating in us a refinement Mm -hmm. and a growth that, in some some instances, we won't get any other way. So another scripture that we can look at, if we just look at a few verses uh, before 837, if we go to 831, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? And that's a great thing to, to really meditate on because, again, you, you've, you're you acknowledging that God is powerful and that he can work in you, but he's going to work in you and that you can be confident in that. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I gotta say it. it in, on the natural to the world, it's gonna look a little foolish for you to to look at these situations like a car accident or um, a physical ailment that you're that you've been struggling with, and to say, you know what, I'm, God's gonna turn this around for my good. You know, God's going to cause me to grow. I'm going to become better. I'm going to be blessed on the other side of this problem more than I was before I went in. Now, I remember uh, at a certain time in my walk with Jesus where I didn't have that revelation. And we came across some teaching that kind of pushed us to, to contemplate that. And it was a hard sell. It was a hard sell. It went again everything that I had learned up to that point in my life. And, and it was challenging me to look beyond the natural. It was yeah. challenging me to look beyond my understanding. It was, it was challenging me to look beyond the, the natural laws that I was accustomed to and to believe that things outside that natural could happen. Yeah. Well, well, they call that the supernatural. And so God operates in the supernatural. In fact, that's his preferred method is to operate in the supernatural. He made the natural. But be, and he operates in the supernatural, especially through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and super means above. Yes. So it means above what you could naturally expect. Yes. You oh, know. Well, otherwise you could do it yourself, and you would need God. Right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you know what? That doesn't please God. No. You know when it when it's just about what you can do, you don't need God. Yeah, exactly. And he's not into that, and he doesn't want you to be into that. No. And so, but he does want to do more for you than you can do for yourself. But you have to agree with him. You can't agree with your problems if, if you want to have that considered all joy kind of joy. Yes. So uh, another thing for us to, to believe about ourselves is that we're the sheep of his hand and we hear his voice and follow after him. John 10, three through four uh, says to him, was, Jesus was talking about himself as the good shepherd. He says, and to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. So that's, he's talking about us, hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. So the Bible's telling you that you can hear his voice and you're going to follow after him. And it's telling you that you're a victor and not a victim. It's such a great scripture and a great message, a great thing. It really needs its own podcast about the idea that we know his voice Mm -hmm. and that we will follow him and that we can know his voice. A lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle with the idea that they can hear God or, or that, that it's possible or that they have done something wrong and it, it keeps them from hearing God. A lot of self-condemnation. Sure. And I, I, we're here to tell you today that that is all a bunch of hooey. Yeah. You can hear the voice of the Lord. If, if he is your Lord, if Jesus is your Lord, you can hear his voice. Those are his words. They're written in red. You can go look them up. You and he is not a liar. Yeah, go look in John 10, 3 and 4, and it says it right there, that, that, that you can hear his voice and that, that you will not follow the voice of a stranger. And so you can proclamate that. You can say, I hear his voice. In fact, go ahead and do that. Wherever you are right now, you can say it really quiet if you're standing in line at the grocery store. <laughs> but say it. Say it out loud. I can hear his voice. If, you know what I've noticed? Side note. Since I have a mask on, I can pray and I can, <laughs> like when I'm at the store, I do that. Yep. <laughs> so you can say it with hey, your mask exactly. on. And, Go ahead and say it. Say yeah, it right now. Yeah. I hear his voice and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. Yep. And I follow after And that, him. that'll build you up in your heart. 
that'll build you up. It'll say, you know, I, it'll build confidence. And that's, that's really what we're kind of talking about. You can have, you, you're, we have faith in God, but then we have confidence, not in ourselves, but in his work that he has done in us. Absolutely. Man, that's so good. You know, and, and that's what he wants us to have. He wants us to know him. And, and honestly, I think we get to know a deeper character, uh, a deeper part of the character of God whenever we go through these problems, because we get to find out he's our healer. We get to find out he's our provider. We get to find out he's our comfort. Uh, he, he comforts us with all comfort. We get to find out he's our wisdom. He's, he's you know, all these, all these names that he is and all these characteristics that he has, he wants to reveal them to you specifically. He wants you to know him like he knows you, you know, and, and sometimes that, that requires going through some things. You know, Greg and I have been married for... A while, almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. Yeah. And and I know you better now than I did when we first got married. Yes, you that's know? true. <laughs> because we've been through some things. That's right, we have. <laughs> you know, and so as you're going through situations in your life and you're finding God to be faithful, you're it's going to grow your faith. That's why it's talking about considered all joy when you encounter various trials, because the testing of your faith produces endurance. So what's what he, what he's saying is you're going to get to know a deeper part of who God is, and you're going to be able to trust Him deeper, at, on the other side of this situation. So I want you you know think about that as you're going through problems. You know you look at your bank book. Sometimes that's not a good luck. <laughs> you know sometimes we don't feel good in the morning. Sometimes we look at the mirror and go, oh my word, <laughs> what's going on here? You know. But on the other side of all these challenges that we go through and the human experience, there's faithfulness. That God is faithful to us, and we're going to find out more about who He is as we go through these things together with Him. So what we believe about our problems matters. So we can believe that, you know, just like the, 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 uh, the ideas that the evil spies had, that those problems are going to overwhelm us, that they're going to be the death of us, that they're going to steal from us, that we're going to be worse off at the end of it. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but all those lies we hear on a daily basis, whenever those problems come and, and it, it was really enlightening to me as I'm, as I'm studying this to realize that I'm struggling, I've been struggling with the same pictures because the devil brings you a picture. You know, let's say your, your child is struggling in school. Well, he'll bring you a picture of failure for Mm. this child. He'll bring you a picture of them flunking out. And, and, and that, the, because of that, they're going to fail in life. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll he'll go he'll go ninety miles an hour to prison, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, he's just in kindergarten. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the devil it's does. He, he doesn't uh, he doesn't wait. Yeah, and so he's trying to paint that picture in your heart so that you won't trust God, so that you will have that evil report, and then you won't overcome. But that's not what God's plan for you is. So what you have to believe about those problems is that they produce in you greater faith, which has great reward. Yes. Hebrews uh, 10.35 says, Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which is another word for faith, which has a great reward. 
So there's a great reward for you being able to trust God in these situations. And you know what that reward is? Being an overcomer. Yep. Walking in victory, but use God, God being able to use you to glorify his name on this so, earth right seeing, now. Seeing God move in yes. your scenario oh and goodness. in the lives of the people around you. Oh, it is so fulfilling to see God's hand move. It's so fulfilling to see the miraculous open up before you, to see that Red Sea moment yep. in your own life. And that's what God wants to do for you. The same God that parted that Red Sea for the children of Israel is the same God in your very heart right now. Yep. And he wants to part the waters before you with whatever problems that you're dealing with. But your attitude has to agree with him. Otherwise, you're basically, he's not going to go against your will. So you have to agree with him. So what's another thing that we need to believe about our problems? Well, I think two big things that really kind of come to mind is endurance and patience. You know, they work like to perfect us and, and to, to complete us, right? So James 1, 2 and through 4 says, Consider it all joy. We're back to that scripture again. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect complete lacking in nothing. So the ability to withstand attack for for a long period of time, right? And patience, you know, I think I always like the way you taught the children that patience is waiting with a good attitude. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so being able to wait with a good attitude and, and to wait out the enemy and to wait out your circumstances and just to be able to endure it, right? And, and not because God isn't going to show up, but God always has a little bit of a timing going on. He he is always accomplishing things in a very grandiose style. And sometimes timing matters. There have been many times where I was going through something very hard and God just asked me to wait, you know, and, um, but it's always right on time. It is, it is. And so it's, it's, it's like kind of learning how to, um, endure an itch. If you've ever had an itch on your hand, and usually when you know something happens when something itches we scratch it right but imagine you couldn't scratch it imagine that you literally couldn't like couldn't reach it and you just had to endure it and that's really kind of what it is it, it's kind of learning how to allow it to sit there and know that the longer you let it sit there the more control over it that you're given and i think it's the same basic principle is that you know that you're going to wait and you're going to see god move you know that even though it itches, even though it bothers you, even though it it keeps you up at night, you know, and you have to learn how to put that down and, and have patience, wait with a good attitude, and learn how to outlast it. And and that is the that is so important. And and I love I love the verse four here because it says, So let that endurance, that patience have its perfect result. Uh so that you may be perfect, complete lacking in nothing. I know. Nothing. I mean, who I want some of that. Yep. <laughs> Although, you know, but you know what we have to do to get to get that? We have to consider it all joy, my brethren, when you we have to go through some trials. That's right. You know, you cannot be an overcomer without a mountain. Well, and, and I, I like again, we, we started off going, how do we have joy, right? I mean, I know that 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 how do we have joy in the middle of it? That that's the question that we started this this podcast off with. How do we have joy? Like, it's not just to, to tolerate it. It's not just to, to get by. But it's to actually be able to point to joy. So you think about what are some times where we had so much joy in our life. And to put it up there with that, I mean, that's quite the ask. Yeah, all joy. That's, all joy. That's quite the ask. Yeah. But, but meanwhile, you, yeah. If, and God's not going to ask you to do anything that you can't do. 
Well, I think he's he's saying there's a reason for you to have all joy. Yeah. Which is you're going to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Yeah. Because that's, you know, all of us want to be want to be clothed with 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 the fullness of who Christ is in our life. But that takes some growing. That takes some seasons. You know. So, but he's saying, hey, cheer up, because I've overcome the world. Yeah. Remember that's what yeah. Jesus said in in the in the Last Supper. That's right. So, um, that's the same thing. And I, I love the, the word here because uh, the word perfect, um, it's translated perfect in the New American Standard, but it's also, it means mature yeah, and, and you know, well-rounded. So he wants you to be a well-rounded Christian. So all these things, you can look at them and just go, you know what, this is just helping me to be well-rounded. Yeah, and, and you can proclimate. You can kind of say, okay, you're in the middle of a tough thing, and you, you go back and, and you're, you're going to James 1, 2 through 4, and you go, God, I thank you that, uh, that you're going to help me to count this all joy, and after this is all over, God, I'm going to be closer to the character that you want for me. Yeah, and, and you're going to be glorified because this is the final thing that, that we need to— to contemplate when looking at our problems, it's that God's going to be glorified because he causes us to overcome and to be healed and blessed supernaturally. We see this example in uh, the book of John uh, chapter 9, 1 through 3. And uh, Jesus was walking by uh, on, on a street with his disciples, and it says, as he passed by, he saw a man born blind from birth. And, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? And Jesus answered, it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And then Jesus healed him. Mm-hmm. So he, God was greatly glorified because in the midst of this man's trials and tribulations, he was healed. You know, so we cannot testify to the goodness of God without needing the goodness of God. Well, in this story is really great because it takes someone who had a problem. Yeah. And, and people were asking the, you know, the, 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 the people around there were asking, going, why was this man born blind? It was, it was, it his parents who sinned? What did he sin? That kind of thing. And God's going, no, it's so that I could have a story to yeah. share with you yeah. of, uh, of my goodness yeah. and my faithfulness and that I'll get glory for, and that you can give me glory for. And so contemplate that, that the challenge you're going through right now, you know the one I'm, th- I'm talking about out there, that one that's bothering you right now. God wants to get the glory in that. And so he wants you to latch on to his goodness and the work that he's doing in you and the, and the concept that he is going to help you overcome this and you're going to give him the glory for it. And that's the story. That's the mindset that you can have, and that will produce joy. So we hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. I really liked this one. I'm encouraged, and I'm sure you are as well. We encourage you to share this with somebody who's going through something. Yeah. We encourage you to to go way out of your way to make sure that they can get it. These podcasts are free, and we're glad to do it. And you know what? The, the Word of God can set you free. Uh, even better, if you really want to go to the next level of being an awesome brother and sister in Christ, you will go through and you will write down these scriptures and you will, you'll put some, some bookmarks in your Bible and you will walk through this with that person. Maybe you'll listen to it with them and you guys will have a little Bible study and you'll go through it and you'll be surprised. At the end of it, you can pray together. And I'm telling you, you'll be changed. They'll yeah. be changed. 
you know, and God will be bigger in your lives and it really will happen. That is how it happens. And he will show up and he will, he will show himself so much. Yeah. He will show himself faithful and, and you'll be, you'll just be so built up. And I just, I just encourage you to do that right now and, and just, just really look out for that. Somebody, I know, you know, somebody who's going through something. I, I encourage you. I empower you to go out and do that to share this message with them, share the, 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 the power of God's word with them, agree with them, getting agreement with them, pray with them and, and keep in touch with them. And, 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 and you literally, you will, you're going to watch God move in their lives. You're going to be edified. Your faith's going to be built. Their life is going to get changed and you will have been used by God to do it. I just, I just I charge you to go do that right, right now, figure out who it is and, and make that happen. If you, uh, if you would also think about is, uh, writing us a review on, on our podcast, uh, you know, that it really helps us to, uh, get, uh, our exposure out there in the world. Uh, we also have a, a great website that, um, called gods-best.com where we have blogs and we have uh, a lot of, uh, materials that you can download. And, uh, that's where our bookstore is. If there's any of our materials that you're interested in purchasing. Hey, and I want you to know that when you purchased books from our bookstore, uh, those proceeds go to help us provide, uh, free books and materials to, uh, to Christians around the world. And so, uh, I just want you to know that you can feel really good about, about purchasing those. You not only get the book for yourself, but you know, you're going to be helping other people somewhere or somewhere around the world. Yeah. We're doing a big outreach in Pakistan right now to help the Christians live there. And so we want to encourage you to do that, but uh, I'm Greg and this is Sharon and we know you can have God's best for your life and we're here to help.